2: All right, let's do it. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. All right, I have the feeling that Robbins is so wound up, I'm just going to let him go here in a second. Um, David, where
3: do you want to start with the proceedings today? Well, of course, uh, Donald Trump has been indicted, and we're getting more information about what he's being indicted for. And we heard from the district attorney in Manhattan, Alvin Bragg, uh, saying, "Hey, look, these are serious crimes. It's basically the same crime, just over and over and over again. It's called what? Charge stacking, uh, basically, where you hear so the common person hears thirty-four counts. Ooh, and it's actually it's the same thing. It's the same thing, copy and pasted over and over again, falsifying uh, business records or statements." So that that's basically what it is over and over and over again related to the payout to the porn star Stormy Daniels from several years ago. Uh, and so Alvin Bragg, he says, you know what? Nobody, and I mean nobody, it's above the law. Okay? <laughs> Here we go again with this nonsense. These are
4: felony crimes in New York State. No matter who you are, we cannot and will not normalize serious criminal conduct.
5: you do it every day you do it every day every day excuse it he yeah. excuses it normalizes it
3: well they brag about it i mean manhattan district attorney alvin bragg's uh, chief prosecutor meg reese bragged about letting violent criminals and felons off the hook including one time a murderer because of restorative justice to yes. help people avoid yeah. incarceration it's an entire party that cares
2: more about criminals than they do law-abiding citizens. Right. They really do. They show it every day. Don't
5: Don't don't listen to what someone says. Watch their actions. Again, this was a campaign promise, and he's following through on it. This was a guy who was hell-bent for leather on getting Donald Trump. No yep. matter how we had to do it, no matter how ridiculous the charges are, he had to do it. After all, his last name is Bragg. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Go ahead, David. Well, I, I just think the, the interesting thing is how even some of the lefty media, uh, the ones who aren't completely just out to get Trump, the ones who, don't, who aren't just you know, dancing in the streets right now because they don't really care what the justice system does as long as it punishes their political enemies, mm-hmm. but the people who are at least trying to have some level of professionalism seem to be really skittish and skeptical of this indictment because uh, well a couple of reasons i mean one is because in order to elevate it to this level of crime a felony you need to have another umbrella crime you need to have something else you know if i if i start van camp industries and i put down in my official excel spreadsheet that i am worth one billion dollars but i never use that claim to get a bank loan or to get investors to, in other words, to defraud somebody else, then there is no crime. It's like technically there's a crime, but if I didn't use that in order to commit a bigger crime, then I'm not going to get charged with it if I keep it to myself.
2: The whole thing, dude, is so, and I know this is being said, underwhelming. As we were watching it come down... Well. We all saw it, and I remember saying, is that it? Yeah. Like, really? I mean, we already knew from the legal experts it was going to be weak. I had no idea it was going to be that weak. Mm -hmm. I mean, in the Wall Street Journal, the editorial board had said, okay, so the story is Trump repeatedly and fraudulently falsified New York business records. That's what Bragg had said. To conceal criminal conduct that hid damaging information from the voting public during the 2016 presidential election. So, you know, as you've said, it's all about the Stormy Daniels thing. You know, then it was, you know, falsified by, you know, put it in, they put it in a file disguised as a payment for legal services, blah, blah, blah. But the question is, where's the second crime? Right. What, who, what is it? Right. Who was, you're not going to say it? (laughs) You're just going to, what, you've got months to figure it out of what you want to go with? Yeah, right, exactly. And we'll get to, as She's you got said, plenty of it out. the yep. legal experts yeah. that have been on TV on the liberal side that
3: can't quite make heads or tails of it. Well, I, I I mean, I thought it was pretty interesting. Kerry Cordero used to be a prosecutor for the Justice Department, now is a legal analyst on CNN.
6: Mm
7: -hmm.
3: Who says, you know, as this was coming down and as everybody was getting to read exactly what the allegations were and what alleged crimes had been committed, she was kind of, it was, you could feel the oxygen getting sucked out of the room. Roll it.
6: It's a little underwhelming.
0: Oh, Um, There's
6: there's not more to it. Uh, There's not more violations, tax violations. Mm -hmm. Um, There's not an incredible new set of facts that we didn't know about publicly. It's really the facts of this case as they have existed for basically almost seven years.
2: Okay. I mean, and this doesn't have a lot to do with the current problem, I'm just curious. If you're a legal analyst and you do have awful take after awful take, you're just a shill, your time runs out at some point. You You can withstand it as a show host on CNN for a long period of time because you're protected. But as someone that just comes in here and there, I mean, as the legal analyst, you got to be somewhere in the ballpark, right? You, you would at think, At some point?
1: Yeah.
2: I mean, for a while, you could masturbate, you know, on a Zoom call and keep your gig. <laughs> right. But, I mean, you got to be somewhat accurate. Um, so I wonder if that's at play because some of these people are like, okay, this is obviously underwhelming. And didn't Bragg really bring this case because he had people quitting under him? Because that was the whole deal he had promised to get Trump. And then he said, well, there's not enough there. So people quit. And then the pressure really comes down. And he's like, okay, I got to do this. Or I'm never going to be able to practice again because they're going to throw me out of here if I don't do this. Who knows? And then you go into the thought of, and I don't know if it's this well thought out or not. But you're always trying to figure out, all right, what's the real game? And I guess I tend to think that the left figures either way we win on this. Because if something happens and we can get a jury that convicts, all right, then we've got Trump out of the game. And that's good because we're scared of this guy because he's not one of the people that's bought and paid for Mm -hmm. by corporations, dark money, whatever. And if we don't go that far, we've raised him so much, he's going to win the primary for the Republicans. He's going to beat DeSantis. And we fear that DeSantis could beat Joe Biden or not just the Sanders, but other Republicans. But Trump, because we've demonized him so much, is the one guy that we can beat. Yeah. So it's a win-win for them. That's the only way I can think of it as far as strategy, because this case is BS. Yeah.
3: Well, and, and you think about the timeline. I guess the next court appearance is going to be this fall. And then any potential jury trial wouldn't start until next spring. So you're talking about the primary season. Then, you know, if he wins the primary uh, then you're talking about a general election where you have this criminal case going on to keep him off the campaign trail and muzzle him. That's the goal. You know what? And it's not just
2: that. It keeps the attention from news media on Trump and probably fighting within the Republican Party more on what's actually happening in the country because it is the slow creep that's been happening, well, for years, but it's accelerated in the last three years to a place we never thought we'd be. It's pretty wild, man. Yeah, And Trump is, (laughs) you know, through it all. Uh, I can't help but
3: laugh that Trump and the campaign are selling these shirts, David. You brought this up. Yeah, there was an email blast where it's just a plain white T-shirt with a picture of Donald Trump's mugshot. Now, he didn't get a real Mm mugshot, but uh, it's a fake mugshot. And it just has the caption, not guilty. They're selling it for $47. I like it. And you know it's going to sell out. Oh, probably, yeah. 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 Maybe it already has. I have no idea. But, I mean, you got to have some fun with it. You might as well play the game, right? Trump does have a pretty good argument here. In that, look, these people are so afraid of me. He can make this argument, whether mm-hmm. you believe it or not, That that's that's beside the point. But he can make this argument that they are so afraid of me, they hate me so much because of the threat that I represent to what they want to do to this country. That they are willing to indict me for things that they wouldn't indict you or anybody else for. It's true. They want to muzzle me because they are afraid of me. And, if, and what Trump needs to do, in my opinion, to make this argument really hit home and he did this a little bit last night but it's not so much that they're afraid of just me but it's because they're afraid of you the people that's what he's got to
2: drill on i agree with you there and we'll have clips throughout the show of he made a lot of great points in the speech that he gave last night Mm -hmm. i mean the hypocrisy when you're talking about the bidens and the clintons and on it goes yeah we'll get to all that rachel maddow (laughs) <laughs> Are you kidding me? Declines to broadcast oh, Trump's speech yeah. because they don't broadcast lies. <laughs> Wh- okay. that, that's
5: a lie right there. Yes, it is. That's a lie.
2: And Don Lemon, wild story that Van Camp has straight ahead. The Markley, Van Camp and Robin show. I'm Jamie Markley, the jet Xer. David Van Camp, the millennial. The sexy boomer, Scott Robbins.
8: Yeah, Joe Biden took massive amounts, more documents, even removed many boxes to Chinatown. Can you believe that? Just got $10 million from China. Where did that come from? I guess they were banking on Hunter's expertise.
2: <laughs> and the people are laughing. Yeah. <laughs> well, That was hilarious. Pretty funny. But you see, you're not going to see that on MSNBC because those
3: are lies, are they? Th- they're not lies. They're not lies. That's actually true. Huh. Huh. Weird.
5: This but, is the craziest soundbite.
3: Yeah. After being indicted in New York, Donald Trump returned to Mar-a-Lago, gave that speech. Uh, the at MSNBC didn't broadcast it. Rachel Maddow explained why.
6: So far, he's just giving his normal list of grievances. We don't consider that necessarily newsworthy. And there's a cost to us as a news organization <laughs> of knowingly.
2: There's a cost to us. Yes. As a news organization. Uh-huh. Okay. Does she know how hilarious she is? Oh, that's not an act. No. She's she's being serious. Oh yeah. Yeah. The Russia collusion lady that melted down on national TV when mm-hmm. she was wrong. Yep. Okay, doesn't want to broadcast lies. This is freaking rich. rich.
6: Of knowingly broadcasting untrue things. So uh, <laughs> our deal with you is that we will monitor these remarks. If he does say anything newsworthy, we will turn them around and report on that right away. But uh, for now, just know that it's happening and we're not taking it.
3: Um, there you go. Now, so bold. We have standards at MSNBC, okay? Right. Look, I, I know that we ran with horse-whipping Yes. unquestioningly. I know that we mm-hmm. told a bunch of people that CRT wasn't being taught in schools and that no doctors anywhere were giving underage girls hysterectomies. <laughs> no, 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 no. We uh, They're
2: also not broadcasting the Markley Van Camp and Robin show because David Van Camp has his list of grievances <laughs> and she doesn't find
3: that newsworthy. What? Although everything you just said was true. MSNBC is not newsworthy. MSNBC is an entertainment channel for weirdo leftists whose only friends are ferns that they <laughs> keep barely alive in their apartments. Or people who identify as ferns. That's true. Yeah,
2: that's true. Well, it's propaganda for people not smart enough to figure out that it's propaganda.
3: Well, I, I guess the tell there is that she said it, it, uh, it hurts us as a news organization to knowingly broadcast lies. See, knowingly is key there. Because they're admitting now that they're so stupid, they don't realize that they push fake news all the time.
2: Well, they don't even want to watch it because it might be true. They just stick to their own bubble and talking points and just keep going with it. Right, that exactly. way they can say, we didn't knowingly feed you a whole slew of bull crap.
3: Remember when they were we didn't going, knowingly do it. Remember when they were going on and on about how Donald Trump was literally stealing mailboxes to try to steal the election? <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: Oh gosh, dang it.
7: <laughs> uh, that's pretty good.
3: Uh what's the news with Don Lemon? I hadn't heard this oh, yet. Oh man, uh Don Lemon's misogyny at CNN exposed, says Uh-oh. the headline from Variety. Of course Don Lemon was in the news a few weeks ago uh when he said that Nikki Haley at the age of whatever it is, 51, was not really in her prime. And so yeah. the knives may be out for yeah. Don Lemon a little bit here. I think there are people in CNN within CNN, who are very upset that he still has a job. Um, But apparently, as the story goes, in 2008, he has a long history of offending people that he works with and just saying condescending and rude things, especially to women. Uh, In 2008, he hosted a show with a woman named Kyra Phillips. On more than one occasion, a uh, producer and a newsroom supervisor had to pull women off the air during a commercial break because of his antics that were happening. Ooh like there's one instance Phillips was on assignment in Iraq, uh, a high profile gig gig that Don Lemon wanted and he vented about being disappointed about being passed over and he tore up pictures and notes on top of and inside her desk in the news pod they shared. He's a psycho man. Uh wow. what, one night while dining with members of the news team, Kyra Phillips Received threatening text messages from, at the time, an unknown number on her flip phone that warned, quote, now you've crossed the line and you're going to pay for it. Turned out it was from Don. He wound up getting demoted after that and and until this recent stint on The Morning Show, never co-hosted with a woman again. Wow, man. Uh, You'd heard different things. This is probably worse than a lot of people figured. Yeah, Uh, Spokesman for CNN actually said this CNN cannot corroborate the alleged events from 15 years ago, which is really funny if you remember the Brett Kavanaugh debacle. Yeah. (laughs) Just because it was 30 years ago doesn't mean it didn't happen. Well,
2: I think, you know, the common feeling has been Don Lemon thinks he can't be fired. Yeah. Because he checks two boxes Mm -hmm. black and gay. Yeah.
5: Nobody loves Don more than Don. Yeah. And but apparently- it, he can't get ratings. No, he's no, not no, very he good. Can't. Nobody wants to watch him. And now that you have a reason, you have an excuse
2: to fire him. Yeah, they might do it. You know what would get him canceled? What's that? If it just made the rounds, what he said ten years ago when he had the things he wanted to say to black people. Oh yeah.
5: Oh yeah. I forgot I, about he, that. I, I forgot, guess he's involved totally since then. Yeah.
2: What all did he say? I think we still have that clip from ten years ago.
9: He doesn't go far enough. Because black people, if you really want to fix the problem, here's just five things that you should think about doing. Five. Here's number five. Pull up your pants. What? Number four now is the N-word. Now number three. Respect. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's two strikes right there. You can't say that. That's disrespectful. Where you live. I've lived in several predominantly white neighborhoods in my life. I rarely, if ever, witness people littering. I live in Harlem now. It's an historically black neighborhood. Every single day I see adults and children dropping their trash on the ground when a garbage can is just feet away.
2: Well, I understand it now. Don used to be one that believed in white supremacy. And if people pick up their trash, I'm sure that's also like hard work and being on time, a uh, function of white supremacy. He
9: just didn't understand it at that time, maybe. Yeah. Just being honest here. Number two, finish school. You want to break the cycle of poverty? Stop telling kids are acting white because they go to school or they speak proper English.
2: Now, let's do away with grades. See, yeah. he evolved
5: on that one. He did. A lot, of, a lot of evolution going on here.
9: Yes. And number one, and probably the most important, just because you can have a baby— it doesn't mean you should
2: who you judge it? Have as many babies as a person wants and if aborting them is your choice, that's fine too. Wake up Don get woke. I guess he did.
5: And he sounds so conservative there
2: oh, I guess. Uh, all right the latest on the whole Trump debacle some great sounds straight ahead
8: The Markley Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley David Van Camp Scott Robbins. Lastly I'm under investigation this time a civil investigation by another racist in reverse who also campaigned on I will get Trump I will get him. (laughs) This was her campaign never ran for office I will get him her name is Leticia James oh yeah that was Trump from
2: Mar-a-Lago last Mm -hmm. night after uh, being indicted yesterday you know the way he was weaving so many different things into that speech, you couldn't argue with anything he was saying. It is all happening. And then there was some of that, what I consider to be Trump comedy, the way he delivers some lines.
8: I will get him. <laughs>
2: <laughs> because that's been the attitude. And yeah. Leticia James out of New York, that's that's another person that yeah. sort of campaigned and said, I, that's sort of my sole purpose in life is to get this guy. And that's sort of what it's all about. Now, who was crying about
3: the whole situation, somebody from the Mueller team? Yeah, so the judge overseeing the Donald Trump criminal case has a daughter who worked for Kamala Harris. And apparently pointing that out is the worst thing you could possibly do. People Why? People are going to die because of this. Yeah, it's like they're all expecting that we completely forgot about them obsessing over the wife of Justice Clarence Thomas. How dare you criticize a family member of a judge? Ah! (laughs) Golly. All right. Andrew Weissman, a prosecutor who worked inside the Mueller investigation, cried about it on MSNBC last night. Okay.
10: This is appalling. Um, When you sit there and think... You don't have this behavior, just, I've prosecuted mob cases. You do not have this behavior from a mob boss. There is a rule in organized crime. You do not do this with respect to prosecutors. You don't do this with respect to the judge. You certainly don't go after their families. There's bad business to do that.
2: Okay, so what? What's the argument? That people in mafia are better behaved than politicians? Okay, you won that argument. <laughs> this right. has nothing to do with how Democrats do the same thing,
10: Jag. Um, and so this is really unbelievable that we're talking about somebody who was the former president of the United States. They, he led the Justice Department, and you're seeing this kind of—I mean, it's, it's, mm. it's, beyond, it's really just so despicable to think that you would it is. do that. <laughs>
3: it's Despicable. <laughs> Makes him want to get into a slap fight with somebody. Like, like they're, Makes him yeah. so angry. Uh, yeah, yeah. Everybody knows the real height of decorum is working on a special counsel's team that was the result of a political party falsifying documents, claiming that a political rival was a Russian spy. That's right. That's falsifying the- documents. I mean, that's That's the right way to go about it, okay? Got it, <laughs> yeah.
2: okay God. It never ends with the hypocrisy no.
3: with these people. It's unreal man
5: well, they think do they think that people don't remember that stuff, or
3: well, I guess nobody'll bring it back up no. again well, the people in their audience uh think it was worth it the whole trump Russia collusion thing. Yeah, Many of them yeah. still actually believe that Trump was colluding with the Russians in order to steal the election. The loss of Hillary Clinton in 2016, I know it's like, I even I get, I, my eyes glaze over whenever I hear people talk about Hillary Clinton losing in 2016, blah, blah, blah. Yep. It is important to remember this in the moment that we're in right now. That moment broke people. It absolutely shattered their sense of self And common decency. They will never get over it.
2: It is the whole picture. And I know, you know, like on Tucker's show, they will use that picture of the typical liberal looking woman, Mm -hmm. you know, on her knees screaming, no,
3: (laughs) I think you're right. Those people were broken. Yeah. Just just to understand how we got here today. People got broken by the fact that Hillary Clinton lost an election. That's true. <laughs> That's, really That's true. That's
2: true. I'm trying to remember too, wasn't it Yoko that did the whole primal scream thing? Wasn't yeah. that because wasn't that because of Trump? <laughs> right. Well, that was because of Trump, right? It wasn't anything else. That was the whole bit. Yeah. And I think she probably spoke for many people that you're describing right now. <laughs>
0: Trump, 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 Trump. Trump. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have what actually,
10: she's having. You can actually having. download that. You can download that. <laughs> <laughs> it's an album. Yeah. Probably.
5: For what oh, people, yeah. that's freaking art. Yeah. Well, of course. Yeah.
2: <laughs> And that's funny stuff. All right, I know it's that time of the show. We go around the room. Dark side of the Donald. (laughs) May not be the biggest story out there, but it caught your
3: attention. Today, David, what's your story? Calling a bit of an audible for my part here. I just came across something here that a member of parliament in Canada is introducing legislation that would ban, quote, unquote, offensive language within 100 meters of a drag show. This <laughs> This is the Canadian politician, uh, Kristen Wong Tam uses uh, pronouns "they" and "them." Uh, she is standing in front of a, a, a podium that has the weird inclusion flag on it with all the different colors and lines and stripes and whatnot, standing next to a child drag queen, a couple of other drag queens, uh, somebody in a wheelchair. It's just a very odd-looking group that is uh, that is standing up there as they're talking about criminalizing speech. Here is what uh, part of what she had to say.
6: Firstly, it enables the attorney general to create a two-s plus. Community Safety Zone to Prohibit. Oh, whoa, 100- I'm sorry to interrupt yeah. that early.
3: What do we got in the alphabet soup now? That's uh, 2SLGBTQI+, because you still need the plus, because there's more letters, I guess. 2S is that two-spirit thing. What is that? That's, it's, I guess, one day you feel like a man, one day you feel like a woman. And whenever you laugh at it, people say, well, it... it it was a Native American thing, and you always have to ask the question, okay, what tribe and what other cultural practices from that tribe do you follow? None? Okay, so you're just a freak show. Okay. Right. Who wants attention? Correct. Right. Anyway, yeah, that's the keyboard mashing.
5: Sometimes you feel like a nut. Sometimes you don't.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's 2SLGBT. Wait. Got it. I got lost. Uh, 2SLGBTQI+, sir. Remember that. Yeah OK. It. Yeah. Anyway, she goes on
6: meters of the property, any homophobic, transphobic act of intimidation, threat, offensive threats, offensive remarks, protest, disturbance and distribution of hate propaganda within the meaning of the con- uh, criminal code. It also well, comes with it a penalty of twenty five thousand dollars if prosecuted successfully.
3: <laughs> twenty five thousand bu- bucks if you say, hey, it's kind of weird to have a uh, drag queens uh, stripping in front of children.
2: Because they get to decide what offensive is, and that would be offensive. Yeah. So then Okay, I I gotta ask it. Do you know where you are? Do you know where you are? You're (laughs) in the jungle, (laughs) actual golden. What the (laughs) Ho daddy and we can say,
3: well, that's Canada.
2: What is the usual? Canada, the United States, four years, five? Somewhere,
3: somewhere around there, depending yeah, on how there. controversial yeah. the thing is. The creep that happens? Yeah.
2: If it's not stopped?
3: Oh, my gosh,
2: man. Wow. Didn't you used to think of Canada before you knew a little bit more? Eh, pretty cool people. Some yeah. Some good musical artists. I mean, those guys are tough. They play hockey. Yeah. A lot of those guys don't even have teeth. They don't care. They got them knocked out. They just keep... They're gamers. You know?
5: I just think... Drink a lot of, like, of beer. Kind of like USA Light. Yeah. You know?
2: Marys. You know? You didn't realize there was this nanny state. Yeah. You know, until you
5: got older. You're well, like, what's going on there? Castro's kid running the country. Yeah. That's true.
2: That happens. Wow. Okay. What's your story, Scott?
5: Well, my story is because of the, of the Trump situation. They were talking about a sitting you are a former U.S. president... Being arrested, You know there was one before him? Who's that? Ulysses S. Grant.
2: I heard this, and I mentioned off-air yesterday. I did a report on him, and I think I got an A on it in, like, eighth grade. Did you include this part? I don't know
5: that I knew it. Uh, General Grant was arrested in 1872 for fast driving in a buggy. President was satisfied, went to the station house. It was a black police officer that arrested him, by the way. He admired the man. He said, hey, the guy was just doing his job. Grant and his friend put up $20 in bail. What was described in news accounts as collateral, the sum that would be about $500 today. So Grant and his friend came up with the bail. Now, people don't know that, but the friend that was with him in the buggy was Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> now I know
2: the whole reason you brought that up. That's right. Now I get it. All yeah. that
5: uh, uh, for a joke. Yeah. Not bad. Okay. Not bad.
2: I think we need a laugh, especially on a day like today. Gosh dang. I mean, there's a lot of serious stuff we're going to go over, but you got to have a laugh. Uh, You know what, man? This is sad um, that this happens. My story today is the suburb in Ohio. they're, They're having just an Easter egg hunt for the kids. It's about the kids, right? Well, this was in Beaver Creek, just outside Dayton. And it's at a mall. And what happens? Devolved into chaos after parents got too into it. This is the way it was supposed to go. One and two-year-olds would go first and have their own section of the mall to search. Easy enough. Then three and four-year-olds would search a different part of the mall with a 60-second head start on the older kids. Adults, not allowed to pick up eggs. More than 2,000 eggs hidden around the mall, so plenty to go around, right? Mm -hmm. As soon as it started, though, everyone made a mad dash. People got knocked over. Adults seen shoving little kids out of the way. Get out of the way. (laughs) And one in 20 eggs came with a prize of some kind. So they were like, oh, we got to get as many as we want. Apparently, no one was seriously hurt. Some people, you know, bruises, scratches, stuff like that. But there were certainly kids that left empty handed. They got no eggs. The mall called the adults behavior unacceptable. And said they won't be hosting any more egg hunts in the future.
3: No. Said we feel the community will be better without the hunt. The adults ruined the yeah. Easter egg hunt. The mall manager was sitting there going, hey, where do you think you are? Chuck E. Cheese? <laughs>
2: <laughs> By the way, they also apos- uh, apologized for how some of the parents treated the 22 people that were there just helping out. Ten staff members, 12 girls from a local softball team, there just to help the girls... And some of the parents were completely rude to them can't have anything you nice. know where you are
5: here we go part two you're in the
2: jungle wake up yep golly what do you say David Crisis garden uh, plenty of ammo guns get right with
3: Jesus yep that's that's the three things you need to do like now yep because yep. wow. the grim axle could be showing up at any time <laughs>
2: Oh, get this, man. David's got this story. California educator says male coaches should just get over it when female students get naked in front of them. Is
3: All it? right.
8: Okay.
2: What? Yeah, it's time to die. Next. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay. It does feel like the world's gone. Pretty crazy. And then you got this Trump indictment. It's so
3: paper thin. That's unreal. And then you have this story, David, out of California. Golly. There's a little controversy brewing in Glendale, California, because a dude named Jordan Henry, he's a parent, uh, dug up an old video of the current assistant superintendent for educational services uh, at the local school district. Uh, This video is actually from 2017. But this woman is still at the school district, evidently, shaping young hearts and minds. Kelly King is her name. She was talking about gender expansive students, which that's a term I had not heard until uh, digging into this video with a group called uh, Gender Spectrum. That's who she was speaking with. And she talked about students who use the locker room facilities that they want, regardless of whether they're a boy or a girl. Okay, roll
0: it. Where I've seen the most resistance is with our coaches. You know, we have male coaches who are horrified at the thought of having a biological girl changing clothes in front of them.
2: Did she say horrified? Yeah. No, they understand what's right and wrong. Okay, They're not scared of anything. They know how inappropriate it is. You freak.
0: Yeah, the stigma attached to, you know, abuse and, um, you know, just
3: the stigma yeah i mean there there should be stigma attached to abuse and you should definitely especially in the i mean you think about the context of this 2017 you're talking about right around the me too stuff going on and like yeah i i think any man needs to reevaluate how they interact with anyone of the female persuasion and especially if they're kids
5: I can't believe that I'm hearing you know, this. Again, women need to rise up and take control of this. They need to rise up. This is not right. All right this okay. is not right. You're blaming the coach? The coach just can't get over it, having the female bodies in front of them. They know right from wrong. All
2: right, go ahead.
0: Having a male teacher around any female student in that circumstance um, is just scary for them.
2: I would guess it's also scary for the dads of the girls. And the girl herself.
5: Yes. What's wrong with you?
0: And, you know, it's one thing for me to keep saying, it's not a girl. It's not a girl. It's not a girl. You only have boys in the boys' locker room until they arrive. What? You know, until they they arrive experience it and realize, oh, what? I only have boys in the locker room. Um, then that's... That helps. Uh, The
2: body shape is different. There's a whole lot different. Yeah. What does that even mean? Wow. And then you know who all of a sudden you get applying to be a coach somewhere.
8: That's what I love about these high
1: school girls. Yeah. I get older, they stay the same age. You want that?
2: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yes, they
5: do. Yes, they do. (laughs) Yes, they do. Yep, there you go. New coach. This just shocks the sensibilities of anybody who's upright and breathing. Mm-hmm. This yes. is unbelievable. Okay.
0: All right,
2: Scott. I can tell. You know, some people get to a breaking point. You're getting close.
1: I am. I really am. I. Get t- you need this right now. Okay, go ahead. Tell him that God's going to cut him down. <laughs> tell him that God's going to cut him down. I take solace in that. Yeah, God wins in the end. Snow that. <laughs> Repeat, buddy.
2: This is tomorrow, the the Van Camp and Robin
1: Show.
6: Are you ready?
1: Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins.
0: We just become best friends. Yep.
1: Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins show.
2: The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. Thank you so much for being here, Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Trying to make sense of what we saw yesterday with Trump being indicted. And I think we would all say uh, pretty surprised there was not more to it. Like, that's it?
3: Yeah. But again, remember, the goal is just to try to humiliate Trump. And it's all political. It's not actually aiming to get a conviction. I've heard uh, multiple people, uh, even those who hate Trump, who say there's a good chance this will never even go to trial. But I, I, again, I don't know that I, you know, that you're, nobody really knows for sure. Nobody has the crystal ball, but this thing, this whole thing seems incredibly thin. Well, and
2: I don't know that it's just to humiliate him. It might be to get him rising in the polls. We don't know. See, that's the thing, man. Because insiders at the White House have already said that. That's the thing. And we've seen him rise in the polls. They want to run against him. But for the people saying that, well, nobody's above the law and justice is going to be served and for all the dancing and partying on the left saying, no, they finally got him. Well, hold on a second. I mean, even pretty, you know, left-leaning people that comment on, you know, legacy news like Dan Abrams. I don't think Dan Abrams is any fan of Trump. But it sounded today when he was on Good Morning America that there are some real problems with this whole thing because you've got, what, it's, Falsifying business documents, which would be a misdemeanor? That's what we're talking about. But it could rise to the level of being a felony. And Abrams lays this out, but you tell me it seems to me he doesn't think there's much there
10: basically the prosecutors are saying it rises to the level of a felony because it was part of an effort to conceal another crime but what the prosecutor isn't doing yet is explaining exactly what crime that is the prosecutor alvin bragg has basically laid out a number of possibilities said well it could be state election law it could be federal election law it could be tax law and so without that specificity it's very hard to evaluate how serious uh, the felony charge is going to be in terms of overcoming a challenge to it. I don't even know if he knows yet.
3: Yeah, Bragg. yeah, it's one of those things. What, okay, so you falsified business documents, that's the allegation, but what was the purpose of falsifying that? You have to be specific about what that other crime was. The comparison I'd make is like, you can make a pizza without mozzarella cheese, but mm-hmm. you can't take a handful of mozzarella cheese and magically make it a pizza. Right. You you can't just you can't just throw a wad of cheese in the oven and expect a pizza to come out. That makes sense to me. And so little George
2: Stephanopoulos says to Abrams, well, uh, the Bragg didn't have to do that. Which I guess technically he doesn't. But this was Abrams response to that.
10: Right. He didn't do anything wrong by not specifying. But when you're indicting the former president of the United States, I would think you'd want to make clear what your theory of the case is. Look, I don't know which of the arguments is going to be the most serious, but here's one of the reasons why it's so important that he be able to maintain a felony as opposed to just misdemeanors, is there are different statutes of limitations. The statute of limitations for a felony in New York is five years. For a misdemeanor, it's two years. There are all sorts of arguments about how you go about calculating how many days should apply here. But if this ends up being misdemeanor, if the felony is somehow dismissed, you're talking about the possibility of a serious challenge on the statute of limitations here just on the misdemeanor.
2: Serious challenge.
5: It would be gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Because time's up on that.
5: Well, it gives him eight months to keep turning rocks over to be more specific, if there is even a possibility of that happening.
2: Well, and I'm sure you guys, you know, we're all reading different sources on this and, mm-hmm. you know, watching different interviews. The one consensus that seems to be there is that Alvin Bragg was under immense pressure in his gig. Especially after he ran on basically getting Trump and then gets in the gig and sees, wow, we don't have a case. Oh, it's self-inflicted pressure. He had a couple of people quit. Yeah. And then the word was he was getting so much pressure that if he didn't do something, not only was he not going to have the job, but he wouldn't be able to practice anywhere around New York. Like it was going to be a career ender if he didn't do it. Which I don't know that to be fact, but that makes sense to me because otherwise none of this makes sense. So we'll see where it goes. Um, Then Trump was out at Mar-a-Lago with his speech. And, you know, there were definitely highlights
3: in that speech. What was one of your favorites? Is this one of your favorites, David? Yeah, it was. Well, he brought up accurately the fact that this particular judge has connections to the Democratic Party establishment. I mean, and the current president of the United States. Yes. He does. No
8: doubt about it. I have a Trump-hating judge <laughs> with a Trump-hating wife and family whose daughter worked for Kamala Harris and now receives money from the Biden-Harris campaign and a lot of it. It's right out of the old Soviet Union. That's where we are.
3: Yeah. And the reaction to it is remarkable to me because so many people are like, but are you calling out the judge's family. You can't do that. <laughs> yeah. Like y'all were obsessed with Jenny Thomas, the, the wife of Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas. And yeah, never forget, these are the same people who told us that protesting and harassing Supreme Court justices at their homes was a good thing to do.
2: they children. It's
3: disgusting. The White House supported it. Remember when press secretary at the time, uh, Jen Psaki, was asked about that?
6: (laughs) Yes. I I think we shouldn't lose the point here. The reason people are protesting is because women across the country are worried about their fundamental rights that have been law for 50 years. Their rights to make choices about their own bodies and their own health care are at risk. That's why people are protesting. They're unhappy. They're scared.
2: They're unhappy and they're scared. They may not have
3: the right yeah. to kill their babies anymore. Yeah. Mm. And therefore they So can, that's okay. Yeah, they can stalk a Supreme Court justice and a lot of this came to a head when a guy flew across the country with a gun and had a plan to go kill a Supreme Court justice. And they didn't have crap to say about it at, at that time. So, yeah, I'm I'm sorry, but spare me the waterworks when Donald Trump is accurately pointing out, hey, by the way, this judge's daughter is right. getting a paycheck from Biden and Harris right now.
2: Yeah. Set up camp outside a Supreme
5: Court justice house. This is what democracy looks like. Oh, yeah. But
3: don't ever bring up a judge's daughter
2: working for Biden and Harris. Ah.
5: Yeah, are putting their lives at risk. Yeah. Jeez. Heard it all before. Heard it all before. Yeah.
2: I thought this was a good point that got brought up. Um, There's a piece in The Federalist talking about, you know, there's other big stories going on out here. I mean, that just sort of get passed over because, as we know, when Trump is in the news, I mean, it's a feeding frenzy, especially for legacy media. This is where they get ratings. That's
5: exactly right. Cable news especially. They would love to keep this ball in the air as long as they possibly
2: can. Yes. And now you've got what? A possible trial at the beginning of 2024? This could be dragging yeah. on for
3: eight months. Like spring yeah. of 2024. Yeah.
2: Okay. So a year. Yeah. 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 Get all those Nimrods watching cable news all the time again. They need that. But as Margo Cleveland at the Federals brought up, here's some news stories media is choked out with all of this indictment buzz. Well, there's the Chinese spy balloon. Didn't get much of an update on that this week. I mean, we were on it. Conservative media on it. Legacy media?
5: yeah, a little here and there. Well, they lied about it. They flat-out lied about it. Yes. Uh, yeah, and legacy media had nothing to do with it. I mean... They lied about it. Y- you have
2: Biden, you know, in an interview, saying, no, oh, they didn't get anything. Right.
5: No, that's not true. Yes, they did. press secretary said the same thing.
2: Um... The border crisis going global? No, well, well, there isn't one, and you know it. <laughs> yeah, the border secure, said Mayorkas. That's right. Um, the OPEC oil cuts. You brought this up the other day. That's yeah. a big deal. That's going to affect people's pocketbooks. Oh, absolutely, it is. Especially the eye- the ahead of summer me. travel season.
3: Yeah. Yep. yep.
2: And that's on the tiny end of that story. I mean, there are big world consequences to this story, mm-hmm. Eh, we don't have time for that. Orange man, bad. Right. Um, then, of course. Also with that, the dumping of the U.S. dollar. And you talked about that, David. Yeah.
5: Boy, that has been... Silence everywhere on that one.
3: Where there are major everywhere. economies around the world that are saying, okay, we're going to start using Chinese currency as our standard.
5: Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, do you remember when Brittany
2: Greiner was arrested in Russia? I do. A lot of coverage on that. Mm-hmm. You know, there was a Wall Street reporter uh, arrested. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah, He got a little bit of coverage, not a whole lot. Um, Evan Gerskovitz. Yep. Yeah, and I know that uh, Tony Blinken had a call with a Russian diplomat to say, hey, we we really want him back. Oh, wait a second. No, it wasn't a call. It was a statement. Mm -hmm. Such a strong leader, Tony Blinken.
5: If I am this guy's lawyer today, I tell him
3: to become a woman. <laughs> Absolutely, or
2: at
5: least I, w- wouldn't you? I mean, you would do something like that, right? That would make him a martyr. <laughs>
3: at least learn how I mean, to dribble, yes.
2: dude. Come a- exactly. on,
5: exactly anything.
2: Well, if you work on that killer crossover, and yeah. that can mean many things to many people, yeah. it certainly would help him out at this You've point. imprisoned one of our women, <laughs> yes, again, and then the murder of the Russian blogger. Oh, None yeah. of those stories. No. Nah, not really time for that right now. There's other things going on. Orange man's getting indicted.
5: Yeah, hours of Trump's limo driving to the courthouse. (laughs) Freaking world's on fire, and here's what we're dealing with.
2: It all started with, actually, the Trump plane in the air descending into New York and wall-to-wall on cable news. Oh, yeah. That was really something. All right, there's other stuff we got to get to. Xanax and Adderall access is being blocked by secret rules. What? I read this last night. I'm like, secret rules? I thought there was a shortage. Well, not so fast. you got to hear this. Um, And then, David, you've got the audio of Alvin Bragg defending, prosecuting this case that no one else would. Why him? Get to that much more coming up. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robert Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. You have some words of wisdom in a couple of minutes. I don't know if it's uplifting, but it's words of wisdom. I'll explain in a second before we get there. Uh farthest thing from words of wisdom would come from Alvin Bragg, David.
3: Yeah, the Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg, of course we know now, is prosecuting Donald Trump for crimes that his predecessor and the federal government didn't see fit to prosecute, which is very <laughs> odd. And so he was asked, why what did they get wrong basically? that you're saying now you're getting right. Well, they didn't have the pressure on them that I did. I mean, no, I got a real reason.
4: We have uh, had available to the office additional evidence uh, that was not in the office's possession prior to my time here. Oh, uh, and as to uh, your, your part of your question about the, the federal, we have a distinct and strong, I would say profound, oh, independent interest in New York State. This is the business capital of the world. Uh, we regularly uh, do cases involving false business statements. Uh,
2: Maybe keep the assaults and the shootings down. Can we focus on on that first? Maybe.
4: The the bedrock, in fact, the basis for uh, (laughs) business integrity and a well-functioning business marketplace is true and accurate record-keeping. That's the charge of fraud here, falsifying New York State business records.
2: Okay. Jeez. You can tell that dude doesn't even believe his own BS. No. Wow, man. Jeez. Victor Davis Hanson. Yeah. Hoover Institute. Yep. I've said this before. Listen to a lot of different people speak. I always think he's one of the wisest people out mm-hmm. there. And he was on Tucker's Show uh, after Trump spoke last night. You know, sort of what what do you make of this at this time? And this is part of what he had to say.
7: Roll it. I think that we we're, we're seeing war clouds gather abroad and I think the United States economy, politically, foreign policy is at an adir, and we've lost now all credibility that we've stored up over 233 we have no more moral credibility to lecture people about the democratic process and
2: I think that's true. You're in that from around the world.
7: They have an agenda, the left, that does not appeal to 51% of the people, so they attack the process and they attack the candidate. And what we're seeing is not the end of it. This, tonight was the very beginning. This is going to go on through three prosecutors for a year and a half with the intent of getting just enough empathy For Donald Trump, that he would be nominated, and then seeing him gag ordered, hemorrhaged, and maybe even incarcerated to nullify his viability in the general election. So it's the worst example of third world election tampering. Enough
2: sympathy. Get him to be
5: the Republican nominee. And then drop the hammer. Yeah. Yep. Therefore, they're guaranteeing yourself a, a White House again. Yeah. Yes.
2: And then when he said this, Because I think a lot of people were feeling this yesterday,
7: like, really, what's going on? And Victor Davis Hanson sort of said it. They're desperate. They're revolutionaries. We're in the middle of a revolution that we don't even know that we're in. I think Donald Trump said as much as he could, but I imagine that in the next week we'll see a gag order leveled against him, and then the other prosecutors will be encouraged. And this is going to go on. This psychodrama is going to go on for a, a year and a half.
2: And when he says the whole revolution, that's what it feels like from the left. They want to change everything. Change America
3: from the inside out. I think we have the proof now in a number yeah. of different areas. Well, yeah, it's not really a mystery. They don't even really hide it. They, they no. openly they say more... it. I mean. But, but legacy media will tamp down that part of the message oh,
2: enough yeah. to get the old school Democrats to still vote for them. Because they really don't see what's going on.
5: I don't know if there are any old school Democrats left.
2: Okay, let me. I don't I can, know. Let me see if I can explain that. I'm talking about people that have voted Democrat their entire lives. Yeah. Okay. They don't understand what's going on right now. They check in with the Today Show or some other news program and think they're informed. You're 75
5: years old. You have no idea what's going on. You might be right. I've often wondered that myself. I mean, my dad was a you know, blue, I know. blue-collar Democrat, and yeah. I don't think he'd recognize this party today. But, no, that's my point. They yeah. wouldn't, yeah.
2: but you have to follow it enough to really yeah. know what's going on, it's... and they don't. Golly. Oh, I had the story about uh, Xanax and Adderall, and I saw this out of Fortune. Patients diagnosed with these conditions... Have been caught in the crosshairs of America's opioid crisis. Yeah. No. Like, yeah, that's part of it because last July limits went into effect that flag and sometimes block pharmacies' orders of controlled substances like Adderall and Xanax when they exceed a certain threshold. Thing is, you don't know what the threshold is. Mm-hmm. So, this whole requirement stems from a settlement back in 21 with Cardinal Health and Amerisource, Bergen, McKeeson. So, independent pharmacists said the rules force them to come up with creative workarounds. They're trying to help people get the medicine that they need, but it's pretty tough. The suspicious order terminology, pharmacists say, is a misnomer. The limits themselves are secret; no one knows. It's crazy. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robin Show. All right, biggest story of the day, David. I think we know.
3: Well, the fall, there is the continuing fallout from the Trump indictment. Uh, Several other things uh, on the docket. I I still can't get over the fact that so many people seem to be very, very offended by the fact that Donald Trump would call out this judge. Like the, the guy who is the Senate majority leader right now, the Democrat, top Democrat in the Senate, threatened conservative justices in front of the Supreme Court. They're either not informed or their children. You won't know what hit you is what he said.
2: <laughs> okay, more to that. And why the White House won't comment on the Trump indictment. This is Rich. Straight ahead. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. I am Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer. David Van Camp, the millennial, the sexy boomer. In the queen shirt, Scott Robbins. So this is out of the well, New York the Post. the band, by the way,
5: just to clarify,
2: <laughs> what were
5: you afraid people well, were thinking? I, I don't, You didn't explain. You just went in the Queen shirt. I yeah. can imagine. I, you know, although I do have a feather boa around my neck. <laughs> <laughs> out of the New York Post, uh, the title
2: of the piece was honestly what I thought yesterday. Is that really all there is to the Trump indictment? How pathetic. The prosecutor who thinks most violent criminals are simply misunderstood youths just made history on a legal move that is breathtakingly flimsy. His case is a pig, and all the lipstick in the world can't make it beautiful or even passable. <laughs> Which is true, mm-hmm. this Alvin Bragg thing. And, I mean, we've had a couple of clips on the show of, you know, supposedly left-leaning legal experts that are saying, geez, I don't know here. Uh, <laughs> you would think he would want to say actually what the felony is. Yeah. It's not really spelled out. It could be a number of different things. We just don't know yet. Anyway, he goes on to say, Manhattan is a 24-hour crime scene where innocent citizens and visitors are assaulted, raped, robbed, and killed. But the city's most famous and arguably most important law enforcement officer has been focused on weaving a fantasy. And that's pretty true. Bad enough that Bragg does so little good. Now he has done something extremely bad, something that will inevitably pit citizen against citizen and further divide a polarized nation. It is, of course, no coincidence that his target is the former president and the leading presidential candidate of the opposition party in 2024. In fact, this isn't really a criminal case at all. No, it's not. And you do have a whole lot of people on the left still celebrating this see what happens and when you compare it to all the different things that have happened over the last few years and people have brought up Hillary Clinton the classified emails and how that was set up I wonder how many people on the left actually know the truth of that story of people that voted for Biden do they really know how she set that thing up and why she did it Mm -hmm. I bet they don't anyway yeah a lot of commentary going on today and meanwhile at the White House they're not going to comment on this.
3: No. <clears throat> and, and, and in fairness, I don't take as much issue with it as as apparently this one New York Times reporter does. I think the smart thing to do is to stay out of it as much as possible. But I suppose it's the hypocrisy, right, that yeah, bothers a I, lot of people? Yeah, I think so, because they comment on basically everything, whether it's true or not. And in this case, now they want to try to appear as the adults in the room, and they don't want to they don't want to discuss it. They don't want to give a, a statement about it. Uh, and Michael Shear played part of this clip yesterday, but there's more to it that I really want to get to. He's okay. with the failing New York Times. And he asked the press secretary, Kareem Jean-Pierre, why they would comment on ongoing cases regarding the Capitol riot, which Joe Biden has done. And I mean, he had a primetime address ahead of the uh, midterm elections. I'm talking about it. Why would he talk about those ongoing criminal cases, but not this one? Fair question. I hear you, but right, this so is
6: something that all of Americans watch in real time, in real Karen, time. And people, people died. People I died.
0: People But you're lecturing died. me. But, but, but you're I'm,
6: lecturing I'm me. I'm
0: what what you sad, are? I'm asking questions, and what I'm saying is,
3: there are millions of people. His tone is violence. <laughs> well, right, exactly. Well, it is definitely sexist, racist, and homophobic. Yes, of course. Is there are millions of people
10: out there watching today. You you called January 6th historic. It was
3: absolutely historic and none of us had ever seen that before. Nobody's seen this before either. There are millions and millions of Americans watching the first time in 250 years a former president be hauled into court and 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 processed for arrest. That means something that has some effect, potentially, I suspect,
10: on, on American democracy and on how the rest of the world, the, the president has talked.
2: I suspect. He is from the failing New York Times, got to be very careful with the words, you know. The the
10: president has talked a lot about how the rest of the world sees the United States in the wake of January 6th, totally valid.
3: Why isn't isn't there a similar kind of assessment about how the world is watching us now, good or bad? I'm not making a note in whichever way, I'm just saying.
6: And I hear your question january 6th is just was a different moment it just was
3: (laughs) it just was okay because i said so because i said so right all right it's my truth (laughs) right?
2: okay uh there were many people upset all right and uh people wept but you
7: guys (laughs) won you guys held you know, democracies
2: and that's why it was different. Are not
4: defined
2: by our bad days. Grown men to their knees. We're defined by
4: how we come back from bad, de- bad days. Weeping.
0: <clears throat>
5: okay. Yeah, she. Uh, she doesn't want to talk about this, and she wants to make sure we know what's historic and what isn't. Yes, this is not historic. January sixth, historic. Mm -hmm. president getting uh convicted no yeah or arraigned other news
2: out there world news finland joined nato i would guess that would be a bigger story if we didn't have the trump thing going on
3: yeah well uh, and also because the writing was on the wall here anyway uh that it was going to happen but yeah so that's probably going to tick off russia mightily they were not. Oh. They were not fans of that idea of Finland no. actually becoming part of NATO, and so, yeah, there, there's that. Wow, okay, something else we got to get
2: to a little bit later. I, I, I mean, I've seen it up on the news crawl several times. Chicago celebrates because Lori Lightfoot would no longer be the mayor. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. They just elected someone farther left than her.
3: Yep. How? How does that
2: how does that happen?
3: Well, you, you get what you vote for at this point. I mean Yeah, you do. I, I
5: I feel terrible, but then again there's another side of me going, Hey, you keep voting these people in. Yeah. You know, it the interesting thing about this is fifty one percent or fifty three percent or whatever right. of the people surveyed prior to the election were all about, No, we need to have some law and order in this town, we need to have this, we need to have that. Yes. Yet they go to the polls and they vote for the same nonsense. Rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat, <laughs> over and over again. It's astounding. It's it's crazy. So now I'm past the point. Now I'm like, you know what? So what? Deal with it. Wow, man. Deal with it. Deal with the carjackings. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> d- deal with it. Yeah, this was a defund the police, dude. This guy was backed by the teachers union. Yep. And he also was backed by Bernie Sanders. Yes. Gee, I wonder where his political alliance is. I think you can
3: throw Soros in there too.
5: Well, I'm sure Soros too, but it was dark money. I'm sure it was under the oh. e-
3: When you have a city of what about 2.6, 2.7 million people? Yeah. Yeah, somewhere around there. And only 500,000 show up to vote. That's right, David. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what happens. And you, you know we we ask the question all the time whether it was that idiot Bill De Blasio, whether it's that idiot Ted Wheeler in Portland. Uh, anywhere, or or Lightfoot and now the new elected mayor of Chicago, how do these people get elected? And it's because the activist class votes like they mean it. They get people out to vote Mm -hmm. and they understand that especially local elections, even in a major American city, has depressingly low turnout. And so the activists can drive their people to the polls and win. That's what happens. Most people don't like it, but the other thing is, a lot of people in cities like Chicago, in cities like New York and and, uh, and Portland, Seattle, wherever, they're moving out of the city proper because that's a better way of dealing with it than voting every four years. Well, it's just yeah. I'm voting with my feet. I'm leaving. And the sad part is that a lot of people get hurt in the process because they're not involved. They don't vote. They don't like the way things are going, but they don't take the time to go and vote. No. Man, oh, man. Yeah, I mean, Brandon Johnson. Maybe that's why
2: they voted for him. Brandon. Yeah. It must be good. Let's go, Brandon. (laughs) Could be. The Valles guy, he was backed by police unions, firefighter unions, business community. Everybody was ahead during the polls, but then, nope. Also had pledged to fill more than a thousand police vacancies to get more officers on the street. No, we wanted to fund the police guy in Chicago. But
5: he was Greek Orthodox and he personally objected to abortions, although he said he wouldn't tamper with any laws to do, deal with abortion. It didn't matter.
3: Which is always crazy to me because at the municipal level there's really nothing you can do about abortion. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's always weird when that's a when yeah. that turns into an issue. Or when well, a city council
2: yeah. I'm certainly not mind reading any voters. Some people think race had to play a part of this because Vallis is white well, Brandon may, Johnson is well have no idea don't know but it, it doesn't seem like it's going to get better
5: in Chicago but the whole you get the government you deserve thing is yeah. you know
2: in Wisconsin the liberal
5: works. supreme court
2: oh yeah Yeah. not won yeah. that battle yep yeah. so yeah
5: I have a uh, for, for some people a uh, family of ours. who lives in Wisconsin who are there just celebrating today they're out of their minds they're so happy
2: my friends in wisconsin are not happy at all no no like it's a sad day man switch gears here you know what i thought this was sort of a i mean this has to do with a lot of people and how we live our lives this type of story to bring up but i'm afraid it's going to wear you out scott okay um it was would life be better if you worked less this is a piece by rachel Feinzig. i think i'm saying it right wall street journal it's interesting, since the pandemic, how many people, they didn't want to quit their job. They're like, you know what? If I got to take some less money to have some more time off, to pay attention to the things that are more important, then I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. And really interesting, anecdotal stuff in there. There was one guy who was a doctor that said, he had this sense you just had to con- take control of your life. So he backed out and was working like, you know, three days a week. Instead of, like, the full-time.
5: Well, you know what, though? I mean, the majority of the people who say things like that can. I mean, they have the wherewithal to do it. This guy's probably not going to—he's not missing any payments on his mortgage, I'm sure. No, but
2: the thing that happens, though, is it means less family vacations. It means less expense but on again, things that you would have done. if you're not worried
5: about paying your bills, then that's a lot easier to go, you know what, I'm just going to live my life for me now. <laughs> I mean, you got. Of course, well, well I don't think it's not? for me. It's to spend more time with his well, kids I, and okay, those more important uh, okay, things. Okay, I'm just saying, when you can afford to do that, when you don't have to work, you know, five days a week, six days a week, two jobs, whatever, you know, I, I think people look at these people and go, "Well, of course you can." I'd like to spend more time with my family too, but you know what? I can't because I got bills I got to pay. <laughs> okay,
2: doctor. all right. Let me just throw this out there. Take any number. Let's just say. Let's say. um uh, whether it's two people working one, whatever, uh, the family household income is $90,000, okay? Okay. And it's and it's fairly tight mm-hmm. because usually you spend whatever you make. Mm-hmm. That's the way most people do it. Smart people save, I know, but most people spend what they yep. have, right? Yep. Okay. Do you think that that couple could make choices to get by on 65000 a year or they just couldn't make it?
5: Well, I don't know. How much, how much debt do they carry?
2: You'd think it's possible to rearrange everything to be able well, to have I more suppose, time at 65?
5: Well, well, then it's a choice. Yeah. I it's mean, not you have to. It's well, a choice. I could, I could live on 18000 I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> but that's just it. But Some people are saying,
2: I'm, t- I'm going to take less to have more time to do the things I want to do. Because my life is going by too fast. Yeah, I suppose. I just always look at
5: those things and go, well, yeah, it's easy for a doctor to go, yeah, I'm only going to work three days a week. Mm -hmm. Because I got six million banked.
2: Are you also the guy that used to get ticked off at other coworkers that didn't come in on Saturday just to see if everything was okay? Uh, Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) You know, they never show up on the weekend. Well, I remember saying, I don't think they're scheduled on the weekend. Well, yeah, but if you cared, you'd be there. I'm just saying there's a different yeah, way to think I'm, about well, it. That's all? Yeah. That's all? Yeah. All right. I'll tell you what. Make you feel better? Let's let's just rant on this Trump thing some more. Let's do that. Fine by me. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, man. Yeah. Don't get back in your wheelhouse. Okay. Not challenging your, your thoughts on work hours and things like all that. Right. Okay. Oh, and did you hear about the musician that turned down a $5,000 meet and greet from a lawyer? This is interesting. That a news update coming up. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robin show. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. I knew what was coming. I'm sorry. I'm
8: in trouble. <laughs>
2: no, he's not. I totally believe he is in far less trouble than we would have thought yesterday. And I didn't yeah. think he was in a whole lot of trouble then. But after everything came out. Hey, oh, I'm in trouble. Oh, I, I don't think so. Too, okay.
3: I think it's all a big joke. You got a news update, David. Yeah, I think this is pretty interesting. New data uh, coming out of the uh, Census Bureau uh, when it comes to movement from one place to another in this country between the years 2020 and 2022. Basically, the mass migration that was triggered by insane policies with COVID and other things. I mean, defund the police. There were a whole lot of things that, that went into play there. Largest population growth, 2020 to 2022, four of the top ten are in Texas. Weird how that works. Two of the top ten. Texas, what do you got? Florida? Florida, yep. Uh, Do we have Tennessee? Uh, We do not have Tennessee in the top ten. Interesting. Uh, Nashville came in at number 13. Okay. Um, we're talking about overall metro areas. Number one. Okay, so we're not talking about just
2: states. It's yeah. Okay, got it. Number
3: one was Dallas, uh, and you're talking about again metro areas, so not Dallas proper, but the suburban areas, Uh, Houston as well, Phoenix, Arizona, Austin, Texas, the surrounding areas, uh, Atlanta, Tampa, Charlotte, San Antonio, Orlando, and Raleigh. Now, bottom ten. Here we largest go. population drops 2020 to 2022. Okay. <laughs> Eric okay. Adams said New York has a brand, New York, New York. <laughs> the brand is well, 431,000 people leaving. So long. Uh LA, 305,000 people leaving. San Francisco, 160,000 leaving. Wow. Uh number 4 is Chicago, Illinois. Yeah. 158,000, almost 159,000 people leaving between 2020 and 2022
5: they're working on it though
3: yeah they are they well they're listen the motto right now for chicago is Mm -hmm. our goal is to make as many people leave as possible whether that is they're moving to the suburbs to texas or they're going to be visiting one of our many fine morgues yeah
5: they need Mm -hmm. more street poopers
3: yeah san jose (laughs) california was number five followed by detroit boston new orleans cleveland and pittsburgh pennsylvania
2: yeah yeah Liberal policies, people dying. People say, you know, I, I think I want to go somewhere else. What is it? Is it the color that bothers you? No, it's the crime. I don't care what color anybody is. I want to get out of here. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show.
0: Are you ready?
2: Thank you so much for being here. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. It's a total
5: setup.
2: Yep. <laughs> yep. No doubt about that. This is pretty thin,
3: this indictment with Trump. Yeah. Uh, you have the latest, David. Yeah, well, I, I mean, Trump has been indicted, and even lefty media types are a little bit skeptical of what exactly the district attorney, Alvin Bragg, is trying to do here. You're saying, okay, you're accusing him multiple times. They're stacking up the charges on falsified documents, business documents. But who was he defrauding? What crime was that in service of committing? You know, that that's the central question here. And... Usually the answer is no one's above the law. Yeah, and, and so it really actually doesn't no, make any sense. No, what are the
2: specifics? Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, it really, it really doesn't make sense. It's like, okay, well, you you filled out the memo line of a check in a way that was deceptive. Okay, deceptive for whom? You say, well, it was uh, uh, an attempt to, uh, to rig an election or whatever or, or to, to, to prevent this from going public. Um, okay, but what law did that break? that's the question because the federal government has looked at it yep they didn't charge him nope uh alvin bragg's predecessor looked at it they didn't charge him cy vance is that guy's name uh so it doesn't make any sense why you'd be doing this without actually explaining how this was committing fraud how how exactly who was defrauded by this and meanwhile, I mean, Stormy Daniels keeps having to pay Donald Trump back like now what? W- Trump was just awarded like six hundred grand from her. So, <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I tell you, remember. No, that, but it doesn't matter. It's
2: all about getting Trump right. and there are enough people that, that right. they don't care what it's on. Uh, they just, they want him to be out of politics, go to jail, whatever it is. He's a bad people. I I that's pretty much it, yeah. True, you know, and then you had the judge warning Trump refrain from posting on social media. <laughs> like, what?
3: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's going to do that. Yeah. Give me a break. You and know, then earlier goes
5: right to Marlocco and just opens it up. Well, I think. That's, oh yeah,
3: I think that's actually part of the overall plan. You know, to to put the roadmap in there to warn them, ink incre- or warn him incrementally about not talking about this case, and then you know, hold him in contempt or something like that. If you're if if you know, the whole fever dream of the left is to see Donald Trump behind bars. Mm-hmm. You could do that if you ignore a judge's gag order.
2: Yeah. We'll see where it goes. Yeah. You know, I don't know how you do that. I As I was watching different coverage last night and reading some things, I've mentioned this before. Over time, you tend to trust different people in media. And I, I mean, not 100% ever. But some people you watch over time and you kind of get this feeling. They're right a lot of the time. I had a clip from Victor Davis Hanson earlier, and I think he's very wise. Really listen to what he has to say. I have a lot of respect for Harmeet Dillon. Am I the only one? No, no, I do too. Oh, yeah. David, I like Okay,
3: Okay.
2: Yeah. Um, because sometimes you're watching this play out and you're like, okay, I get the feeling this is really serious for the country, where we're at right now and what's going on. And you're trying not to – be overly dramatic, but I thought it was interesting what she said last night on Tucker's show about all of this.
6: Oh, this entire proceeding seems to be clearly rigged uh, in a political manner. And somewhere along the way, Tucker, Americans may have not noticed that the Democratic Party has basically turned into a gang of thugs. There is no concept of due process. There is no concept of even uh, with a straight face attempting to tie the charges to something that you can prove in front of a court of law that could stand up on appeal. And so...
2: And really, so many left-leaning legal experts have said the same thing. Yeah. So then you wonder, okay, what is it really about? You think you know the answer.
6: If there were ever any more evidence than, than we already suspected, I think the way that today's proceedings went really underscores the political nature of this. And if I were to make a comment about the president's remarks today, I would say that what was missing from that is pointing out that this indictment is really aimed at the American people. It's aimed at President Trump's supporters. It's aimed at terrorizing people away from supporting a particular candidate. And it is meant to remind all of us that if they can do this to a former president, they can concoct false charges with, without even articulating what the charges are against any American for political reasons. And that is a form of emotional terrorism, Tucker. It should really be terrifying to all Americans that this is the yeah. current state of the law in New York City.
2: I think somebody brought that up on the show. Who mm-hmm. was that?
3: Mm-hmm. The millennial, David Van mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think that's what Donald Trump and he did that a little bit last night. I think that's what it's got to be when he goes out and talks about this. It's got to be how does this affect you? This is what the left is doing. It's not about me. You know, the less Donald Trump talks about himself, the better it is. And now, I mean, you can talk about your personal situation, but how this may impact you down the road. How this may impact every American, that you have these leftist DAs, you've got these prosecutors. We've all seen the lawyers, the future lawyers of America coming up through Stanford Law and Columbia Law and whatnot, who are complete leftist lunatics. This is what they will do to all of you. Yes. And that is what's terrifying.
5: Another thing about this, too, is this precedent that has been set in stone... I mean, Pandora's box is open. We're going to be going through this again and again yeah. and again, with a de- with a whether it's a Democrat president, Republican president, doesn't matter. Yeah, You've set this in stone now. You can go after him for whatever you want to. You can get him indicted if you've got mm-hmm. a favorable DA. You can get all this done. You can humiliate him. You can embarrass him. You can do whatever you want. And the process is rinse, repeat, and again and again and again. This is going to play itself out. Do you think this is going to stop? You think it's going to stop with Trump? It's not. I mean, Joe Biden, no, but, for God's but, sakes, but, I mean, you
2: could, you know, at the same time, you have to have people on the right ready to go at it.
5: Yeah. And, well,
3: and if, there's a lot of people on the right.
2: And
5: well, if, that's not really the way
2: well, we are. If
5: this doesn't do it, then nothing will.
3: Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, the point was brought up yesterday. Not only why aren't there DAs or prosecutors in various parts of the country going after any political figure. Screw it. Go for it. Um, I think you had mentioned Jamie an article that pointed out uh the Clinton Foundation being oh, housed in an area that actually is that is uh overseen by a conservative uh prosecutor. Where is the grand jury why yep. aren't Republicans in the House of representative uh, House of Representatives filing uh impeachment articles against Joe Biden today? You want to play this Easily game? Let's, let's start playing yeah, this let's game. Play. Yeah, let's play. Yeah.
5: Let's go. Let's go.
3: Agree. Everybody
5: loses in this scenario, but hmm? we didn't make the rules. You did.
2: By the way, the one thing you can't do, though, if you're Trump, is point out that the judge's daughter is a Democratic operative, because that just that De- crosses a line.
3: Yeah. What? Did you, what does that take? Did you hear these weenies going off about that? Because Donald Trump and Don Jr., I think, had had tweeted a news article about the judge's daughter who worked for Kamala Harris and runs a consulting firm that's employed by the Biden-Harris campaign. Well, I think it tells you something. Yeah, John King on CNN, he was just beside himself. Oh, please. Donald
10: Trump Jr. just tweeted a picture of the judge's daughter saying she worked for the Biden-Harris campaign, seems to be relevant. Oh my God. It is not relevant. Oh my. It is not relevant. She's an individual adult. But this is what I was about to say. This is the game they play. It's not a game. If the game they play,
2: Supreme Court justices, go ahead, set up shop outside their house, intimidate. Mm-hmm. That's okay. But a picture linking a, Democrat, a Democratic operative that is your daughter to the judge, that's way out of bounds. Mm-hmm. And, and the other people on
10: staff there are around him, around the table, oh, my goodness. Oh. It's not a game. This is how they play. Right? They try to intimidate. They attack, and they put at risk people who should not be dragged into this process. If Donald Donald Trump is presumed innocent, if he can beat these charges, good for him. The judge's daughter has nothing to do with this, but this is what they do. This is how they have so taken this country off the rails and outside the norms. They have. Yeah, yeah. You've been lying to people for years, you freaking hack. I used to put up with
2: you because you just got up there and you did your stupid election stuff on election night. What
5: a hack yeah. that guy is. The, Jenny Thomas yeah. on line one,
3: by yeah the, way. yeah, the wife of Supreme Court Justice Clarence exactly. Thomas. They were going off about her and the interaction constantly, uh, saying constantly. that he needs to recuse himself because Absolutely. he obviously cannot oversee anything with Donald Trump because his wife believed the election was stolen. Unreal, man. Give me a break. Okay, what's the story of this woman getting arrested for insulting the president? Oh, man. Uh, here, here's, here we go, man. Uh, the Western world is, is or has already lost its mind. A woman in northern France is going to be put on charges or on trial on charges of insulting President Emmanuel Macron after describing him as filth in a Facebook post. Uh, she she risks a fine of twelve thousand euros, but not prison at least. But twelve thousand euros because they they got like massive protests happening right now because Macron oh, yeah. one uh, he's he's took action to raise the retirement age from sixty two to sixty four. <laughs>
5: Yeah, all the pro clutching is unbelievable.
3: Well, we had oh, people yeah. that
5: were like, I was ready to retire. Yeah, their heads are like,
3: you blowing promised up me
5: forever, like, and now i got two more years. No!
2: Two, yeah, years yeah, uh,
3: yeah and, the, and the French are known for rioting, and so they have been rioting and whatnot. And, and, well, this woman popped off and called Macron a piece of filth ahead of an address that he was going to be giving on national television. And so the cops show up at her door. Madame, come with us, s'il vous plaît. <laughs> seriously dude is there anything more to it than just filth anything that, else like threats nothing the, I, i've been looking for anything else that went like did it rise to the level of death threats or whatever well no no they don't see the thing is is that you, you do have to remember we always are told at least that european nations are so refined and blah blah blah, blah. if not for uncle sam these are third world hell holes okay that's thought number one. That's actually true.
1: Yeah, yes, Without the
3: guaranteed military protection of the United States yeah. of America, Europe is a suburb of Russia right now. Anyway, they do also play footsie with fascism within their own borders, uh, and they don't have the First Amendment. Wow, so filth. What if you call him a short little guy? He is then a, you're in prison. He is a short little guy.
2: I know, but it, that, that might be offensive. Mm-hmm. That might be up there with Filth, let alone call him Wee Man or something like that.
5: Le Wee Man.
2: You know what? On a lighter note, I wanted to share this story with you because I thought you might get a kick out of this. Luke Combs, country star. Yeah, I know
5: about him. I know who he is.
2: All right. I'm somewhat familiar. A few songs. Uh, I know my brother's seen him live, loves him, you know, and big my big nieces. Star in, that, in that arena, yes. Yes. He turned down a $5,000 offer from a lawyer for a private meet and greet. Wow. He doesn't charge anybody to meet him. He said, I always felt really weird about charging people to meet me. It's just not something I would do. Um, I want to meet people who would never get the chance to meet me or could never afford it because I couldn't have afforded that growing up. said, I've never made any decisions based off of how much money I can get out of fans. want to love the music and feel like they saw a great show and someone put a lot of thought into it and did it at a price that was affordable.
3: So apparently, a lawyer said five grand for the meet and greet, and he said no. Man, yeah, I know the the country guys. Man, a lot of those dudes and, and the women are 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 good people, and they know how to treat their fans right. I've heard that forever. Really treat their fans well. There's no doubt about that.
5: I would have said the same thing until the drag show on the country music awards show.
2: Well, I those are sure. You were going to say I'd
5: meet you for five dollars. It doesn't take five grand. <laughs> well, I used to be. Buy me a drink. Fifty?
2: <laughs> yeah. Can we settle? Yeah. All right. Another news update. And some people just want to go off the grid for a few days. We'll explain straight ahead. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robert show. Jeremy Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update. David Van Camp.
3: You're laughing. This probably isn't the biggest story of the day. I'm sorry, but uh, Angel uh, Reese, right? That's her name, the LSU women's basketball star. Yes. Did the hands it, in front of her face yeah, thing? Yeah, been in yeah. the news a lot. Um, I don't really care much about that particular controversy or whatever. But uh, the controversy that I find funny is her reaction to Dr. First Lady, Dr. Jill Biden, uh, who said, hey, we can have both Iowa and LSU come to the white house i think that would be good sportsmanship yeah right oh, yeah goodness mm-hmm. so uh lsu's angel reese was doing a podcast interview mm-hmm. and uh <laughs> and was asked about that and of course it was in the context of race uh you know cuz iowa team uh mostly white apparently i yep. i don't know that's just what i've heard yes and so uh yeah they make that connection on the podcast and then she goes i don't accept dr first lady dr jill biden's apology there are some things you can't walk back uh you know what iowa can go to the white house we'll go to the obamas (laughs)
1: it just made me laugh holy smokes man
2: (laughs) wow (laughs) I mean, there's a lot to get into with that whole story, but there's other stuff we got to get to. You know, they tried to say, Caitlin Clark, she did the same thing. So what's the difference? The difference is Caitlin Clark, the way I understood it and seeing the footage, did it basically to her own teammates. Mm -hmm. It was one of their own celebrations. Reese was walking and stalking Clark around the floor trying to taunt her when the game was already over. It was just weak. That was pretty much it. But I think she, overall, my opinion is she was jealous of Clark because she was the star of the entire NCAA women's tournament and the reason that the ratings were as high as they were. She's just more fun to watch, to be honest. It's not too fun to watch somebody taller than a lot of other people just get positioned for rebounds, grab a rebound, and put it back in. Woo. You want to see someone cross over, come off a screen, and make you know deep threes. I don't know if she'll ever be able to do that. Did you see what Elon Musk said? This was interesting. Chuck Schumer, he tweeted yesterday after Trump's indictment that Trump will have a fair trial that follows the facts and the law. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Elon Musk comes back. To avoid losing the trust of the American public, it's important that our justice system pursue Democrats and Republicans with equal vigor. Whichever party... Most puts justice before nepotism is the one that deserves trust.
5: <laughs> he's not wrong.
2: No, he's not. And I thought, wow, that's that's pretty true. I don't know if that's going to happen. Certainly not from the left. And uh, apparently, there are a lot of people that want to live off the grid for a few days, meaning mm-hmm. just take their cell phones away and everything else, especially younger people. You can. <laughs> no one's stopping you. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show.
3: Biggest story of the day, David? Uh, The continuing fallout and reaction from Trump being indicted, of course, that is a a big, big story that's happening uh, in our nation, and there are a lot of implications to it. Uh, One, is this going to turn into a tit-for-tat? If this is a politically motivated prosecution, where are the Republicans in doing politically motivated prosecutions against Democrats? Yeah. Hey, there are a lot of questions about Ilhan Omar. Didn't she marry her brother? Yeah, well, that that's an open question right now. Did she or did she not? Why and would she? And then you've she? got
2: campaign finance stuff with her, too. Yeah. Because then she married a consultant who yeah. was getting paid a lot of money. What
3: about Corey Bush? Same thing about her.
2: That's true, too. Wow. We'll get to that. And the Scott Robbins trifecta next. It's the Marcy Van Camp and Robbins Show. I'm Jamie Marcy. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins
8: also campaigned on, I will get Trump. I will get, him. <laughs> <laughs> that just killed I will get him.
2: It's true. It's true, David, talking about well, everything that went down yesterday with the indictment and mm-hmm. Alvin Bragg and then Letitia James, and that's been what they've been saying for a long time.
8: I will get him. I will get him. <laughs> I will get him.
2: Yeah, And that's what it certainly seems like after seeing what <laughs> the indictment was all
3: about. 34 charges. It's all the yeah. same thing. Yeah. Falsifying business records. But to what end? That's the important question. But Again, what? okay, did you expect, watching it unfold, that at the
2: end when Bragg was speaking, that there would be something else? Like, okay, he's waiting. There's going to be something else to yeah. this. And then it ends.
3: Like there there would actually be something that uh, was a crime that he allegedly committed to justify falsifying business records, it's very strange, yes, <laughs> to me that, like, why? So he falsified business records. Okay, that's the allegation. But to what end? And that is the important question. Like, what is it? And he said, "Oh, to to uh, essentially rig an election." So we have an election denier in Alvin Bragg, who is using that election denialism from the 2016 election to justify prosecuting. A political opponent. Yes.
2: Well, now, I've so much stuff on this that's pretty interesting. There was a piece, The Federalist, um, David Harsanyi, if I'm saying his name right. Mm-hmm. I read him a lot. Uh, he said the whole nobody is above the law thing is such a joke. Plenty of people are above the law. James Clapper, who lied under oath to Congress about spying on the American people, is above the law. Yeah. Mm-hmm. John Brennan, who lied about a domestic spying operation on Senate staffers, is above the law. Yep. Unlike Trump advisor Peter Navarro, Obama's attorney general, Eric Holder, was never going to be handcuffed and thrown in prison for ignoring a congressional subpoena. He's above the law. Hillary Clinton's above the law. All the emails and setting it up on purpose. You got that slush fund, you know. No. Clinton Foundation. The hmm. Clinton Foundation. want to mix it up. They do such great work. What a
5: joke. Yeah. It's it's unreal, man. Clinton Foundation. Who gives them money and for what purpose?
2: The same reason that China or Ukraine gives the Biden family money for the influence.
5: Is Bill Clinton influencing anyone? That's the game. I I don't know.
2: You know, I suppose if you would have said, you know, it's the Biden Foundation— Instead of sending Hunter out there to be on the board of Barisma, it probably would have looked better. Everybody knew uh, Hunter Biden, the crackhead. What does he know about an energy company? It doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. And he gets introduced to these people from China and that energy. He's an expert in energy. Come on, man, really? And just so happens that charge
5: of Peruvian imports.
3: (laughs) That Joe's brother James, he's an expert too. Yeah. Well, and you don't even have to overthink it. We have documented evidence, and he's admitted it that uh, you know he was involved in the drug trade. Hunter Biden was, yeah, and mm-hmm. human trafficking. How about that? I mean, it, it, not to mention the whole lying on a background check for the purchase of a firearm, and then the improper yep. disposal of a firearm. Yep. I mean you want to start nickel and diming everybody? Let's do it. I I don't know what anybody's waiting for.
2: That's
3: a a great question.
2: All right, mark this time right now. Let's see where we're at in a week. Yeah. Because we should see something within a week. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah. All right. You ready for your trifecta? I can tell you're chomping at the bit right now. Are you ready?
1: One, two, 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 two. two, three.
2: It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta! Well, at least
4: according to Scott Robbins. It's
5: the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins show.
2: <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I was distracted. Uh, trifecta, Scott Robbins, same time every day. Helped by his hero. I'm Casey Caso. Hey, buddy! Um, before your trifecta, I'll tell you why I was distracted. I just happened to look up at the news monitor Fox News is on. They've got Asa Hutchinson, former Arkansas governor, on to talk about the indictment and how he's entered the race. Why? Why even put him on? He's a what, 1%? He's got no chance. (laughs) It's called segment filler. Yeah.
5: You don't have enough to talk about right now? I don't know. I'm just saying.
3: Guy's a clown. Nobody cares
5: about him. Nobody.
3: All right. I'm ready. Mm -hmm. Thanks for your patience, Casey. Appreciate it. Three. Number three, uh, parents report declining mental health in post-transition children.
5: This is interesting. New uh, study from a psychology professor at Northwestern University appears to confirm something that a lot of us suspected. Professor Michael Bailey reviewed a survey data from more than 1,500 parents of kids and young adults who had transitioned to the opposite gender. A large number of the parents said they felt pressured into supporting their children's transition. And a a majority said their kids have displayed worse mental health outcomes after going through the treatments. This was most often observed in patients described as being rapid onset gender dysphoria, where the condition seemingly comes out of nowhere. Further supporting the belief that much of what is being observed is a form of social contagion and spreading rapidly through youth peer groups. Parents were pressured in transitioning their kids and to treat gender dysphoria, after which the parents reported worse mental health outcomes For their children, this is according, again, to this new study that's out. The data was collected from families with kids who began to identify as transgender between 11 and 21. Now, one surprising element is the disparity in the gender divide. Male-to-female transgender cases like Jazz Jennings and a lot of the drag queen performers receive the lion's share of media attention, but the survey found that female-to-male transitions far more common roughly 75 percent of the cases well,
3: and that's been a massive shift uh, yes. demographic shift in, yes. le- in recent years uh the book i've talked about it before uh irreversible damage goes through a lot of those stats where the lion's share before i don't know the last decade or so yeah the lion's share of transitions whether you're talking about younger people or or older people was men who felt like they were trapped in a or i'm sorry Men who thought there were a woman trapped in a man's body, male to female. And recently, it has been through social media and all this stuff, you're starting to see this marked, I mean, massive switch of young girls who think they're boys. Yes. About that whole
2: report, nothing is surprising. It is to some people. Oh, yeah. But we followed this for a while and knew it. And it is disgusting to see, well, it's politicians, it's the president. To
8: parents of transgender children, affirming your child's identity is one of the most powerful things you can do to keep them safe and healthy.
2: No, it is not. That is an absolute lie. And the likes of that guy and Corrine Jean-Pierre and all the other politicians and all of the activists know that it's nothing but freaking evil. There's no other word for it. They don't care about the outcomes of these kids, they prove it. Yeah. They know the facts, they don't care. It helps them politically, and then as far as the <laughs> the amount of money involved in all of this transitioning. I mean, and you've got lobbyists paying politicians to say whatever they want and to back them. It's disgusting. What's going on? Well, again, and then they I get up there and say, oh, these anti-trans laws. It's demonizing. Ron DeSantis in Florida, it, these poor trans kids. Are killing themselves. And, and he yeah. is adding to it. They know they're lying. It's honestly, I'm trying to think, it's one of the most disgusting things I've seen from politicians in my entire life. And that's saying something. All right. So, box now on with the countdown. Fired
5: by this time next week.
2: (laughs) (laughs) This guy, Robinson, effect the top three of the day up to number
3: two. Number two. A well, this is a trend that has been going for a couple of years now, almost three years at this point. Mm -hmm. Uh, A whole lot of firearms are being sold.
5: Yeah, the president who preaches almost daily about his desire for not only confiscating assault weapons but also semi-automatics. General public, ye yeah, got the message through. They're acting accordingly. They're buying guns, and they're buying lots of guns every month. More than 1 million firearms have been sold for 44 straight months now. That's a lot. Yeah. 44 consecutive months. Background checks have exceeded 1 million. The sustained figure is clearly demonstrating that America's continued desire to exercise their Second Amendment rights. And lawfully purchase and own firearms is indeed intact right now. Yeah, just... as they try, they're they're the best gun salesmen out there. Well, you know what a good part of it is. <laughs>
2: I know they'll whine about gun culture. Ah. People want to protect themselves and their families. That is exactly right. <laughs> Anecdotally, how many people do we know that never would have bought a
3: gun that in the last three to four years have bought guns and learned how to use them? I. Oh. Uh, I'm related to one. I have talked with a lot of people at the range about this first time shooters who are learning. And it's uh, a lot of it is because of either attempts at defunding the police or actual defund the police uh, measures being passed. That I know a lot of cities are trying to scramble back from now. But, it, mm-hmm. man, it's hard, it's hard to restock the pond once you light fire to it, man. It really is. Um, that dude in Detroit that was training all the women on yeah. how to
2: use firearms? and Because, you know, they're in the inner city. And there's no cops coming.
5: Yeah. they got to protect themselves. You're going to take that right away from them? Are you kidding? That's it. Well, well, it was interesting, too, that Bill Maher this week touched on the subject on his show. Did he? He said, I've got guns. I don't like guns, but I gotta have them to protect myself. And I'm like, well, yeah. (laughs) Yes. You don't have to be in love with guns to have one. In case somebody kicks the door down on your house, yeah,
3: yeah, I'm not, I'm not a fire extinguisher enthusiast, but I've got a few (laughs) fire extinguishers. Yeah, Yeah.
5: (laughs) right, exactly.
3: And the countdown continues. Uh, The Scott Robbins trifecta, top three of the day, up to number one. Number one. uh, Another trend that's been going on for quite some time: Fox News viewership continues to crush the competition.
5: Yeah, Fox News, the most watched cable news channel, for the 110th straight week. Averaging 1.3 million total viewers during the week of March 20th. Wow.
2: <laughs> yeah, lips
5: are going finishing crazy. as the only basic cable network to surpass the 1 million mark. TBS finished second, 872 thousand. MSNBC 760 thousand to finish third. CNN uh, settled for 467 thousand viewers. Nobody's watching. Nobody cares. By the way, CNN was crushed by TLC, History, USA, and the Food Network, among the 13 basic cable offerings with a larger primetime audience than CNN. And there you have it. <laughs> you would rather watch Emerald Lagasse than you would Don Lemon. All right, got it. Well,
2: yeah. I mean, I don't know how much of that is people are actually tired of being lied to. I'm hoping that's it. Or just bad all the way around. Yeah, Either way. All the way around, yeah. All right, another news update. And Nimrod's in the news. Straight ahead right here. The monthly Van Camp and Robbins Show.
3: Jamie Marcus, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. I love this. So Twitter labeled NPR as state-affiliated media? Because it is publicly funded. Yeah. And and privately, and I know you'll get the NPR dweebs on there going, well, actually, actually they, they do that whisper thing all the time, but they still have the annoying lib voice. Well, actually, most of our revenue comes from contributions from corporations and viewers like you. Um, so <laughs> they'll always well say done. that. Yeah. Uh, okay, whatever. But they are funded. Uh, by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting, which is a function of the United States government. They've been labeled by Twitter as state-affiliated media. And mm-hmm. they are flipping out about that.
7: This is an assault on free speech and democracy. We are independent. Are you... We are...
3: <laughs> are you joking me? Uh, and uh, apparently in response, Elon Musk, who now owns Twitter, of course... Tweeted back. Eh, seems accurate. <laughs> yeah. Now the White House is going to bat for NPR because, of course, they are. And here well, is they help the White House out all the time. They get their talking points. Yeah. Here is the White House press secretary. The
6: hard hitting independence nature of their coverage speaks uh, speaks for itself. And so I'll leave it there. Okay. This is a freaking comedy
3: routine. Have you ever heard of them ever? I mean, they're, they're a joke ahead of the uh, ahead of the election. They're only. Coverage of the Hunter Biden laptop was an explainer as to why they weren't covering the Hunter Biden laptop. <laughs> Independent thinkers, though, yes, yes, exactly. Oh my goodness! Actually, we were. Um, nom, nom, nom. We were um, acting on the uh, information that we had from our overlords and viewers like you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I read These another weenies. version of the story just the other day about you know, the other the massive layoffs there. Yeah, and the biggest thing was, well, are, are people of race suffering more than others? <laughs> what about the LGBTQ community and those podcasts? Are they are those going to be affected?
3: It's like, a, are you living in a simulation?
2: What's going on? Did someone take over your brain? <laughs>
3: Does it does it make you feel better if you get laid off from NPR if you know that you got laid off so a black person could keep your job? Or I keep bet it job? does, man. Does that? Make- I bet it does. I know I, I'm going to have to go on food stamps, but it's worth it for equity. So join me in supporting NPR, which is supported by listeners like you. <laughs> It'll also
2: give me a chance, (laughs) and maybe you as well, to think about our privilege. And with that, we get to Nimrods in the News.
1: When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrods in the News on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins show.
8: I love the poorly educated.
5: Nimrods are a protected class. Nimrods in the News. Man, I got
2: this from Van Camp. You was talking about this yesterday. 21-year-old YouTuber Tanner Cook. Uh, he prankster, prankster, you know. So he pranked a random guy at a mall in Virginia on Sunday. Um, Tanner says a simple, practical joke. He likes to, like, get up close to people. Sometimes he'll blow in their ear, get, you know, like, get real close to get reactions. I've seen this guy. Okay. Um, anyway, he was filming this video, and he approached this 31-year-old guy named Alan Colley in the food court. Alan didn't think it was funny. Um, and as you they started a fight, right? And then yeah. so Allen pulls out a gun, shot Tanner in the stomach. Yeah. Bullet pierced his liver. They got him to the hospital.
3: He's gonna be okay. Yeah. We don't do dead people in Nimrod. Well, some of the pranks he does is like sniffing people's ears and stuff like that yeah. in public. So I'm not saying it was justified necessarily, but I understand. He had it coming. Well sir. And that's Nimrod's in the news.